0: ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the mr warren hayes show by god i of course am mr warren hayes by god and it is my pleasure to welcome you to this program tonight Uh, and we record live here on thursday thursday july 22nd 2021 mind you right here on youtube.com slash mr warren hayes I'm really happy you guys are here. I'm happy you guys are joining me live here as we record this on the internet with all the, you know, eh, all the, um, the, 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 uh, the hesitations and the, uh, the, the, uh, the stuttering (laughs) and the, the warts that come along with watching Mr. Warren Hayes live. I appreciate it. Thank you all very much for being here tonight. When I say we, when I say, when I'm thanking people, it's not an imaginary group of people. I'm actually imagining a real group of people here tonight who are joining us for uh, for the proceedings. Oh, right here. Look, live chat. That's what happens every Thursday. We've got Kelly Tonjes who's here. Good to see you. Robert Larry as well. Nice to see you, Robert. Flowman is in the house. Hello, Flowman. Mr. Fritz is here too. Good to see you. Fifth generation Carney Joseph Witheth. Withith. With. <laughs> it's already starting. Fifth generation Carney Joseph with it. Good to see you. Carney Joseph, nice to see you. Evan Wright is here. Hello, Evan Big T is here too. We've got Bumpy here as well. My God. Yes, we not only we are live, but super live. And people often ask me So, Warren, what is the difference between live and super live? And I'm like, you gotta be there to know it. You you got you have to be there to, uh, you have to be there to understand. It's just as simple as that. So if you're here watching live, then you understand what the super live part is. Thank you everyone for being here. And if you're not watching live right now, or even if you are, if you're not watching live right now, yeah, let me get my, my act straight here. If you are watching live, thank you for being here. If you're not watching live, thank you for watching regardless. Like I appreciate it. And hey, do consider giving the video a little thumbs up here on youtube.com, that stuff helps out a ton. and I'm not even kidding it helps out a bajillion times. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you very much for, for, for doing that. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, thank you as well. I appreciate your your uh, your listenership over there as well. So uh, so thank you, thank you so much for, uh, for listening and show some love there as well. Reviews are always appreciated like subscriptions whatever that kind of stuff is fantastic tim traver <laughs> it's here too nice to see you tim it's always good to see you tim good friend of the show been around for pretty much from the start tim right you've been here for a while man um hey uh, so uh, business as usual don't forget to head on over to beltabells.com your women's wrestling wire over at double b w l t o b e w l e subscribe to the youtube channel we've got so many great interviews up there tons of great interviews scoopsies for you i've got an interview in the can with uh with uh, indie superstar jordan blade who uh just recently became the paradigm pro wrestling the first excuse me paradigm pro wrestling super middleweight champion got into that tournament came out on top and I had the, the 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 chance to speak with her again it's not the first time we chat and she's uh delightful uh so that interview should be up tomorrow so if you don't want to miss it subscribe subscribe to the bell to bells channel if you're not subscribed to the mr warren Hayes channel why don't you do that it's the same time it's a great way to show uh to show some support uh if you're watching this as a vod as well leave a comment below we're looking for 20 comments on the next 20 videos our streak keeps going we're up to 14 we're oh we're getting yeah. ever so closer clawing ever so closer to the to the end here and uh, and uh to the end of this uh, of this goal and what am i doing for the 20 streak goal i'm going to cook some stuff from the uh from the wwe cookbook called uh what's it called uh, do you smell what the wwf is cooking whatever uh the one that had jr the rock and steve austin on it that one i'm gonna be cooking some stuff from there as a reward for hitting that that goal so leave a comment if you can Uh, When you get an opportunity, that's a great way to show some support. Become a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel. That's also a very direct way of showing some support. And then you can join us for the post stream, which I do after the Mr. Warren Hayes Show proper. And tonight, guess what we're going to be talking about? (laughs) I'm going to be talking about. uh, We're going to be talking about uh, uh, Phil and Brian. (laughs) That's who we're going to be talking about. (laughs) That's exactly who we're going to be talking about. Daniel Bryan and uh, and, uh, CM Punk. That's what we're going to be chatting about tonight uh, over on the post stream. So you can jump right in. All you have to do is become a member. It's really that simple. So why don't you go ahead and do that? Uh, and um, and so so yeah. And of course, you can also leave a super chat, and I will read your question or comment on the air. And we already have uh, we already have Anakin JMT who left us a super chat. Thank you very much for for. For the Super Chat Anakin, he says, First thing you talk about better be the trial. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And. Oh, wow. Okay. Tim Traver just left us a very, very generous Super Chat. Tim, thank you so much. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I'm a little taken aback. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Tim says, I'm listening to you on my phone. My old phone, crap the bed. Uh, so I'm assuming you have a new phone, which is good. Good job on getting new fo- New phones are fun. New phones are fun. Uh, but I'm floored, man. Thank you so much. Such a an extremely, extremely generous super chat. Thank you very much. Um, JK Schwal left us a super chat. Thank you very much. JK, I appreciate it. And welcome also to the stream. He says, care to comment on Impact taking their counter-programming to new levels? by going Switchblade promo versus the Mr. Warren Hayshell. Look, they know, they get it, right? Here's the thing, they got, they know, right? That uh, I start at nine and nine o'clock is their second hour. They know this, you know, Josh Matthews knows this. Uh, He's fully aware. I'm sure he's the weasel behind this shit. And, and on top of this is the insult to injury. If you're longtime listeners of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, you guys know, you guys know that I am a big Jay White fan, huge Jay White fan. And if they're programming Jay White as my show starts, how do you think that makes me feel? I'm like poor Jay being put in this position where he has to counter-program moi. Right? Because he knows what I feel about him. He gets the letters and the unsolicited gifts to his uh, by the way, Jay, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to upgrade your PO box. Uh I'm I I they've started returning stuff because it says it's full. So Ooh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat very much, JK Schwal and Tim with another super chat. Tim T. You don't have to super chat anymore, pal, but I appreciate it. since it's a it's a new phone. I look out for my buddy. Good job, man. But we're you're good. I mean, <laughs> thank you. But we're we're good. <laughs> um Streak Saver is here as well. He's the he's the tweener of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. That I I'm not missing any super chats here? Okay, cool. All right, let's get to it, folks. God damn, we've got a lot to cover this week. Weekly wrestling inspection begins now. Mm. All right. So before we begin, I hope I'm not, I'm not busy. Thank you everyone for being here. Nice lively crowd tonight. That's cool. Um, let's just let's just go right ahead. Let's start. Let's start making magic here. We're going to start, before I get into anything else, and it, maybe it's not the biggest news of the week, but I am going to talk about the trial of Faye Jackson, just to give you some context in case you're not quite sure what the hell I'm talking about, because it's not a real trial. Faye Jackson, um, beloved independent uh, wrestler, She's uh, she's been on the Indus Circuit for for quite a few years, uh, a stalwart, a... Uh, a, a a leader a lovely human being I've had the chance to speak with her in the past she's a lovely lovely person uh, inspirational in some uh, some would say um, one of these uh, one of these mentor figures out there on the uh, independent circuit she retired not uh, just a couple of months ago to shock and dismay uh, but during money in the bank this Sunday she put out a tweet saying that she was going to post a nude, if Biggie wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, that was that is how certain she is that Biggie was not going to win. Well, <laughs> as we all know, Biggie did end up winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. So people, <laughs> I even tweeted out because I saw it going. I was like, "Whoops, Faye's in trouble now." Um, and she ended up, uh, she ended up tweeting a a palette of uh, makeup that was then the name like flesh tones different uh, different colors of uh, 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 different flesh tone colors uh, called nude and that riled up a whole section of the timeline and um, and she got called out on it and things snowballed and uh, she was taken to Twitter court (laughs) she was she was summoned to Twitter court which was presided by Judge Tasha Steeles. Uh, and uh, she was being prosecuted by Sugar Dunkenter, Dunkerton. Excuse me, Sugar Dunkerton. Uh, maybe some of you uh, know him better under the moniker of Pineapple Pete from that from that, uh, stint he had in AEW. Uh, Sugar Dunkerton was the prosecutor, and her defense attorney was one Big Swole, Maxine Ariel Monroe, whenever you want to call her. But Big Swole was there. Uh, You had A.J. Gray uh, acting as the bailiff And they opened up a Twitter space This happened all last night They opened up a Twitter space And they called witnesses And they brought, you know uh, You know uh, Dunkerton presented the case As to why, you know He felt that she had to provide the nude Because uh, this was very misleading And uh, Swole put up the defense And ultimately Uh uh, and uh, ultimately, Faye Jackson was proven to be not guilty because she did say, "I will post a nude," and she never did say, "I will post one of my nudes." You know, but if you if you follow Faye and you followed her career, you know that you know there was kind of like um, it was a magic. You know, there's a little uh, there's a little flavor to what she does. Let's put it that way. Um. So people, I, I think took for granted that it was going to be one of her nudes, but it was you know it was very aptly worded, and I think I think she was unjustly tried here. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it was a fun time, and at some point, I want to say. Oh, by the way, Ryan Smith and Metal Michael, good to see you guys. Welcome, and the world renowned historian. So what was awesome here is that <laughs> is is that at some point there was like over. There was like over twelve hundred people listening to this on Twitter, uh, on on Twitter Spaces. It was phenomenal. The they had a hashtag going that trended. I think it ended up trending number one in the United States. It was a big thing. My it was it, it, you know it was silly, goofy fun where you had. Here's this is my takeaway here. This and here's my takeaway. What what happened here was an event created by you know black wrestling twitter if you you know for lack of a better way to to describe it right uh who basically just came together to give themselves a moment where they were just going to sit around and and roast each other you know just be goofy and we were all invited to sit in on it and that was awesome and it was such a such a a, a fun thing to see because you you could you could see just how deep these connections are within you know the black wrestling community twitter or not that whole bunch of people who were there uh who 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 were who were there and were even invited to speak who don't necessarily work with these people on a regular basis or you know like look Swole is an AEW she's a contracted wrestler who works on a national cable television show and she was there she and she was playing a prominent part Yeah, had pb smooth who was there as well who uh, he, yeah he came he was called into uh into court as a witness and and in the audience like when i joined there was like d'lo brown who was there and xavier woods and that's awesome and, and and later on I think because the space has crashed a couple of times later on I, I, I saw Drake Maverick was there, there was all sorts of people and I know I'm forgetting folks, but there was all sorts of people everyone was just sitting around listening to this. Yes, it was wild. it was unscripted. they didn't have they, they didn't have a script to follow all of this this it was just it was something that they did to sort of bind the community together and we were all invited to join in i i i thought it was i thought it was a fantastic time i thought it was really cool and i like that's and so my main takeaway from that is how closely knit that community is to do something so spontaneous and fun on top of that no, it was fun and then the great thing was today when I saw when when I when I started looking at the aftermath and people tweeting out, uh, this is where you started to see the miserable bastards again. You know, you know when things are fun, and then you have people go "Oh, is this? Oh, they're not even doing this with charity." Oh, wait, uh, what's this all about? I don't understand what's happening. This is the most boring shit i ever seen. Then you're like, "All right." Pointless. Why are they doing this? But it's like, okay, there's probably a bunch of reasons why you're saying this, and I'm not going to speculate. But you can see who the miserable people then are after these types of situations. Me just helps me, just helps me prune, helps me prune my timeline a little better. And I, then I know, then I know what to, I know what to do. There are quite a few of them out there but I thought it was delightful. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um All right, let's 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 just start. Let's this we'll go ahead. Like I don't know how much I'm going to be talking about matches per se tonight because I feel like there's a lot of you know, We'll see how things go. But but are like there's too many events. Like we and we're, we're going to go we're going to go hard straight off the bat. I'm not saving this for any main event. If you were here early for the show, good on you. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. This is what we're going to start talking about. Out the gate. And 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 I see you guys in in chat here right now, guys and gals. You're already talking a talking up a storm about it. Let's keep talking about it. Let me know your thoughts about this. Cause I'm, I'm convinced you have some, uh, let's start with Daniel Bryan. I think it was on Monday. It was, uh, PW Insider ran a report rumors, right? Uh, saying that, um, WWE and Daniel Bryan had stopped talking to each other, right? Uh, they had, uh, and you know, it was just something that they dropped like that, you know, and it's the kind of thing that I listened to and I'm like, yeah, okay. sure sure, you know always like I always say folks right like why is this stuff being leaked but we'll get to that in a little bit well apparently they stopped talking apparently there's no merch plans for Daniel Bryan you know and I'm like the 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 merch look the merch signal the merch signal in wrestling okay I I think it's a very 50 50 proposition yeah again if you ask your boy Sometimes it's a good indicator, sometimes it's not. On Monday, WWE released some new merch for Braun Strowman. Someone told me, oh, well, it's not new. They had released it before. Well, they brought it back because it was on WWE shop with the new label on it. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much too much stock in that just yet. But so, okay, so apparently they stopped talking. Yesterday is the bombshell right is the thing that happens uh we've got our boy Cassidy Haynes over from over on bodyslam.net who says as an exclusive right this is exclusive news on their end that Daniel Bryan has signed 100% with AEW he says they're 100% locked in and has already signed a contract with AEW which is wild. Now, you know, there's a lot of people who are v- being very tentative about this because you know, Cassidy, Cassidy's a fantastic dude. Body slam is can be a little hit or miss, you know. They they don't have yeah, I I'm I'm definitely not saying that they're that they're garbage and they make shit up far from it. But they do have a uh a, 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 let's say a, a, maybe a 60-40. I don't know what, we'd have to count. I'd have to do an official count. I don't know, maybe they're batting, maybe they're batting a 350. I don't know. <laughs> but this is what they say. And on top of that, he even got more uh he even got uh more news in that regard. Uh in regards to the uh to how uh um AEW wants to use Daniel Bryan. He even had news on their on their their plans, right? Um f- well, first of all, apparently and again, this is in the news here uh apparently Daniel Bryan uh or Brian Danielson I don't know I I kind of feel until he actually switches I'm still my go-to will still be Daniel Bryan because I'm still holding out some skepticism just healthy skepticism says uh, uh Daniel Bryan um uh wants to work less dates for uh for comparable com- comparable money now i i don't know if he means comparable money to what he used to make in wwe probably or to someone else on the roster he wanted the ability to work in japan and wants to have creative input on his character you know what it smells like to me it smells like the mox deal i'm pretty sure that's the kind of deal that uh that john moxley has right heavy j good to see you and yeah guys and gals dream dream in the chat the dream matches let it let them pour um and as far and as far as there the uh the reported uh, uh alleged plans that they have for Daniel Bryan the tentative plans um the plan is for uh Daniel Bryan to make his AEW debut on September 22nd which would be at the Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium show right uh, the plan is to hold off debuting Daniel Bryan until, uh, after all their plans for All Out is, are wrapped up, which, which honestly is extremely reassuring because that means that they've planned up until All Out, which as a wrestling promotion, you should be doing and they bring him after the pay-per-view. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that's really interesting. I mean, look, <clears throat> The the skeptic. I think it's I think it's okay to have a level of skepticism in regards to Daniel Bryan actually leaving WWE, because those of us who have a memory, which is most of us, but you know, those those of us who remember will remember Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago, kind of doing the same thing that he did here, going around uh going around uh uh doing the uh doing the rounds the interview round saying uh I want to wrestle uh Justin Thunderliger one more time i want you know then, like well motherfucker just stop stop wrestling for WWE and go do it kind of thing and he comes back and he does the same round again so you know a bunch of us are are like yeah it's fun to dream isn't it daniel but it's up to you to make this a reality Now, is this a reality? Are we at the position now? Are we at the moment where Daniel Bryan is indeed, has indeed packed it in and is like, nah, I'm good, Vince. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll see you later. My point is that I think the skepticism is healthy. I think skepticism is healthy in general. You know, not just in this situation. I think it's good to have, to, to, uh, to, uh, to be leery and to not let yourself be suckered in just because people are saying stuff that you want to hear kind of thing. I think it's fine. But it feels real. It feels real. And, you know, look, I'm pretty, sh- you know, because I had these discussions with with some folks, you know, it's like, in regards to, to the source, right? In regards, because I've seen, I've seen, the the comments I've seen people say oh well I'll wait till Sean Ross Sapp or Dave Meltzer report it then I'll believe it Uh, uh, sure and again fair because these guys have proven track records right that's absolutely cool I kind of feel like Cassidy Haynes would not be putting out this information unless he was pretty goddamn sure about it because if this flops If this is proven to be untrue, he's burned and he's going to be, it'll go either way for him. If it's true, he is going to be the guy who broke the Daniel Bryan story, the Daniel Bryan to AEW story until the end of time, right? Until the absolute, but the opposite is true. If it's proven to be false, he's going to be the guy who led everyone on. He's going to be the liar. He's going to be the guy who tried to make us believe that Daniel Bryan was. Like his neck is on the line here. And this is not, you know, uh, some second-rate dirt sheet guy. Cassidy does good work. And I'm pretty sure that he, he wants this to. He wouldn't be putting this forward unless he felt comfortable about it. So cross our fingers. I'm excited at this prospect. i have talked about this before. Daniel Bryan going anywhere else? Forbidden doors broken down? Are you shitting me? I think the one thing that would make this, this, this beautiful, you know, parfait absolutely spectacular and delicious would be to have Daniel Bryan go for one more run in Ring of Honor because he's one of the OGs. He's one of the guys who made Ring of Honor ring of honor and there's less money there so on and so forth i get that but still my god and i think that the big story out of all of this is going to be wwe was not able to keep him despite the gobs of money that they probably threw at him and that's going to be telling that's going to be something else Now, CM Punk. This time, we are going to talk about Fightful. They reported that CM Punk is in talks to return to wrestling. We hear this every year, right? We we hear this every year. It's like Alberto Del Rio saying that he's talking with Triple H. We hear this every year. But the fact that Fightful is reporting it, does indeed give it give it some some credence some credibility plus uh Phil didn't go on on Twitter to, to to shut it down which is something he's done numerous times in the past so Punk is in return is in talks to return after wrestling his last match in 2014 outside of a matched appearance in 2019 he has not been actively wrestling uh, he's been on the sidelines, he's even said that he's, you know, doesn't want to do it again, whatever, and so on and so forth, but, Fightful is reporting that, that, uh, that it seems probable, he's been told by higher-ups, they've been told, excuse me, by higher-ups, uh, that, um, that, uh, W, that he won't be going back to WWE, so AEW seems more and more likely Again, I mean, this is this is like this is kind of like Daniel Bryan doing the doing the circuit and saying, you know, I you know, I'm done. It's kind of the same thing. And I can appreciate anyone going, I don't believe this because we've been here before. I absolutely behind that 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 thought process. But there's something about this that feels more real. There's something that feels concrete. And again, coming from a a source that wouldn't be putting it out there if they didn't have something solid to work off of, right? And and I was talking about this when I did a special stream about it on uh, on Thursday, on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. I hopped on the stream. I was like, man, I gotta get the views. <laughs> but what's fun? We chatted about it for an hour in the chat and everything. But as I was saying there, this is what I'm thinking. I'm seeing I'm seeing CM Punk. If I'm CM Punk, I'll put myself in his shoes. If I'm CM Punk and I'm looking at Sting and I'm looking at Christian Cage, heading over to AEW to close out their career on their on their terms, right? To protect, preserve, add a layer to their legacy. Sort of wrap everything up and be like you know what? This is how we wanted it. This is how we wanted it. This is how we wanted things to end, as opposed to the whims of Vince McMahon. He's forty-two years old. <clears throat> Excuse me, not not an old man by any stretch of the imagination. You know, Bobby Lashley is forty-six. You know, he's not. He's not over. Uh, he's not over the hill by any stretch of the imagination you know but I think he he's taken a moment to look back at his uh at at his history and look at his legacy and be like you know what this is uh this is a moment for me I think this is a good moment for me a good opportunity to make to sort of close things out on a positive note because even if he were to end his like, like on top of, he would if he if he were really to say, I am never going back into wrestling again. What are people going to remember in regards to the end of his career? He's going to be one of the biggest what ifs in wrestling. That's all people are going to be talking about. It's like, what if CM Punk had returned? What if CM Punk had, had done this and this and that? What if he had fought so and so forth? Plus, he's going to be the guy who tried to transition to MMA and uh and never won a match but for real though like that's going to be that's his legacy up until this point so i can appreciate the guy going you know what i might have some left in the tank i i don't have to work the ridiculous wwe schedule up uh, you know up and down the roads everywhere you know AEW is not running house shows yet they're just doing tapings that's that's a good deal you know So I can appreciate him doing that, and I'm pretty sure there's a little bit of Daniel Bryan in that as well. But again, this is something we've talked about in the past in regards to Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan, I think, is a guy who always wanted to, and I think he said it himself. He wants to leave the business in a better state than when he came in. And I think, I think he realizes that there's no way he can accomplish what he wants if he uh, if he stays with uh, if he stays with WWE. So this is it's really exciting news. It, it, it's the kind of stuff it's the kind of stuff that really does remind me of back in the mid 90s when WCW was coming up and kicking WWF's ass and the talent trades and you know WWF guys jumping ship to WCW then all of a sudden then you have guys the opposite starts happening you know, it's exciting as a fan in these moments here, because all you have to do is sit back and enjoy it. Just like, gosh, damn, this is exciting. This is so good. It's so it's so much fun to see this stuff. To see this stuff happen before your eyes. It's and and for it to, to even be in a position for us to for for. It's great that the business is in a position where this kind of stuff can happen, where these big moves, these big time players can switch around or at least give us the impression that they can switch around. Uh, is It's great. It's absolutely great. I love it. Now, the question is, that, you know, I'll, I, I, well, first of all, DGMC, good to see you. Welcome to the chat. And look at that. We have Dan Reed of Eve... Pro Wrestling Eve, who's with us. Pro Wrestling Eve coming back in August. Uh, Right, is it? No, hang on a second, I'm confused. Pro Wrestling Eve is coming back. Wrestle Queendom, no, I think it's in November. Excuse me. Right, Dan? Well, I'm gonna give you a plug Dan, because I'm glad you're here. I'm always glad to see you. November 1st. Or am I confused? No, I'm I'm super confused now. (laughs) Ha ha! hang on a second I'm gonna pull up the information here because I'm glad Dan is here and I'm really excited that uh, Friday August 27th there we go I'm really excited that, that that Eve is coming back I'm glad you guys are running shows and we're coming in huge with a big queendom August 27th so in a little over a month glad to see you back on uh, back on it that's fantastic no I was I was completely off. There you go. And did I say three? I meant four. I'm so stupid. I'm, yeah. You know, there's evenings like that. Look, I'm not going to try and make excuses for it. I'm just, I'm just stupid. (laughs) It's good Good to see you, Dad. Wrestle Queendom for August 24th. It's going to be streaming, streaming live on YouTube. How about that? How's that for a comeback? I'm going to be watching for absolutely sure. dgmc left us a super chat thank you very much dgmc he says punks driving around the chicago streets with there's no easy way out blasting from the speakers (laughs) he's watching the cubs game on his phone too why is that such an easy picture an easy mental picture for me to have right that Anakin left oh, yeah. us another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. I appreciate it. He says, "Obligatory DGMC is a coward." Super chat, RJ City rules. RJ City ain't that he ain't that big. Yeah, you yeah. Oh, may yeah. Um, but as I like to, just as I like to close this up with the with, with the with the news here, as I always like to talk about. When 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 we chat about, you know, rumors and reports like that, I I'm I've been racking my brain trying to figure out why this news, why this type of news leaks. Who leaks this out? Because these reports aren't made up, and it's people who contact media people and we're like, hey, I've got something to share with you, kind of thing. You know, that's usually I'm dumbing it down a little, but that's typically how it goes. But there's a reason why these things are leaked and especially if it comes from AEW. AEW is a very 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 tight ship when it comes to uh wrestling news. Not a lot of when's the last time you've heard a massive AEW news leak? Like something where you're like, "Oh, there's been It doesn't happen very often and it happens in very extraordinary circumstances, you know, maybe the B Priestley Uh, um, uh, shit. Um, the B Priestley fight with her name just slipped my mind. Apologies. You know, there's stuff that happens once in a while. There's stuff that happens once once in a while where where the leak. But this this is not just like a small occurrence. These are these are officially big time plays by AEW that are being leaked out into the into the media. You know, so what? What was the Sadie Gibbs? Yes, thank you very much. That was uh, B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs. Thank you, DGMC. So that's the thing right here. That that's the issue. It's like who? What's the end game here? Like who did it? Who put this news into the hands of? Of the people here because AW is it's such a tight ship. Now we were talking talking about this on, uh, in the Discord or I don't was it the Discord or the live stream? I don't remember. Right now I'm not trusting my memory for anything. I was calling Wrestle Kingdom three. Look at me go. Um, but um, we were talking about this. CM Punk the the announcement happens then conveniently sort of out of nowhere. uh, AEW opens up some uh, some new seating for the Chicago shows. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting, you know? Uh, so it's like, you know, and, and then Daniel Bryan, you know, the, the, the rumors for the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Is this, you know, part of the ploy? Is this simply AEW that's like, look, we got to hold on to the headlines. Let's just put some news out there everyone's talking about you know Goldberg and John Cena is like I mean it could be I'm not saying that they did it themselves I'm just I'm I'm questioning who did it what's the end game here but the thing here whoever however this happened what whatever happened here AEW is in a is in a position now where it's created expectation for itself You know, there's a difference between when wrestling Twitter creates a rumor about something then works itself into a shoot, then we get to the event and the rumor doesn't happen and then they get mad. They can only get mad at themselves because they made the shit up. Where in this circumstance here, AEW, or at least this news has been leaked. This news has been leaked. So now AEW is in a very, very unfortunate position where now people are expecting it. So, it either happens and people are happy, but if it doesn't happen, ooh, ooh, it's not going to be, ooh, it'll be very, very interesting to watch how all of this goes. But it's very, very curious. Want to say hello to Kristen Ashley? The First Lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the chat. Um, But I mean, hey, it's exciting news. Regardless of the way you want to look at it, it's exciting news. Let's talk about Slammiversary. Slammiversary. 2021 that happened this weekend uh i was able to catch i was able i watched the show what am i talking about i was able to watch i I watched the show i watched the show i'm gonna go through things very quickly um because there is a lot of stuff i want to talk about and you know i thought it was i thought it was a fairly good pay-per-view don't get me wrong um but uh well you know what you know what's what here um, just some quick thoughts. Uh, Havoc and Rosemary defeated uh Fire and Flava. Kira Hogan, and Tasha Steels to become the new Impact Knockouts tag team champions. Um, I thought it was a bit of a surprise, but it turns out that Kira Hogan was announced that she's uh leaving Impact Wrestling. So um good for her on uh betting on herself like she said it herself in 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 her announcement you know she doesn't quite know what she's doing she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen next but she's betting on herself she's going out there good for her rosemary and havoc are now your are now your champions uh josh alexander retained the x division championship Against Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Petey Williams, Rohit Rahu, and Trey Miguel. My god, he's fantastic. Uh, Josh Alexander. You know what? If I'm impact professional wrestling, personally, I'm I'm getting Josh Alexander off out of the out of the X division, and I am pushing him to the moon. As the guy who is going to take the Impact title back from t- from Kenny Omega, I think he's the guy. I think he's legit. I think he's legit. He looks the part. Uh, Impact fans love him. Even people who don't watch Impact like the guy because he goes out onto the indie circuit. He's around. He does he does this stuff. Uh, and. Uh, and he's he's just amazing. He's just absolutely amazing. am I taking your book and ideas, Evan? Am I? But I think I think that's the thing you do. I honestly, I think that's the that's the that's the best choice. I really do. I don't see anyone else on, on their roster who <clears throat> who looks the part who who can come across as a champion. But then on top of that, who is also someone you can elevate to the to the main event scene in, in Impact. I think Josh Alexander's your guy. Plus, what a great match we'd get out of him. And him and Omega. Woo! Brian Myers and Taneil Dashwood lost to Matt Cardona and his mystery tag team partner, who turned out to be shocker of shockers, Chelsea Green, who is fighting, helping her fiance uh defeat his former best friend and his legit ex-girlfriend sure th- this was this was passable that's all right W Morrissey defeated Eddie Edwards fantastic um good nice slow burn push for Morrissey going through people on impact I think that's great Eddie Edwards is Eddie Edwards and then we had a surprise match. We had Madman Fulton and Shara who got beat, squashed in like a minute 30 by Finn Juice. David Finley, Juice Robinson showed up out of nowhere. Big surprise. That was fun. Wouldn't be done with surprises on this show, but that was a lot. Of, that was very cool. Chris Sabin defeated Moose uh, as well. Good, because fuck Moose. The Good Brothers... Defeated, uh, Violent by Design, represented by uh, Joe Doring and Rhino. And, uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack and Falaba and his surprise partner. The man formerly known as No Way Jose. Now simply known as No Way. <laughs> uh came in with the good brothers. Uh, the the good brothers are now your uh, are, are now your um uh, impact tag team champions again. That's completely fine. This was a, this was a, a a a fun match too many people in my opinion. But I'm going to say this though. If you're you're No Way Jose, you were I mean <laughs> if No Way Jose couldn't get himself over in WWE with the Dancing Conga Line shtick. Why the fuck is he still doing it? Right? Why is he still at this? Change the gimmick. It, it sunk you. In the E, it's not going to give you a huge career resurgence now. I, I thought that was weird. Weird. Deanna Perazzo and Thunder Rosa had a fun match, a really fun one. Diana Perazzo, of course, retains. Thunder Rosa lost. Congratulations to Thunder Rosa, where it was officially announced today that she was signed to AEW as if, you know, uh, in, in other news, water is wet and Warren Hayes stutters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, add impact title shot to AW Eliminator, TK. TK's in the chat right now. I'm sure he'll get that. I'm sure he'll get that all set up. <laughs> and the main event, Kenny Omega retained by defeating Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match, which was, uh oh, great. It was, it was great. It was great. I thought it was a fantastic plunder match. I thought it was a great, great plunder match. Um Callahan. Um I I this is this is the best match I've seen Sammy Callahan have. Uh, bar bar none. I I I thought it was I thought it was tons of fun. There was it was violent. It got uncomfortable by at at certain moments, which is what should happen in these types of situations, especially when Sammy Callahan is involved. This was great. I thought it was a nice, brutal, messy main event. There was drama throughout. Uh, I was like, this is the kind of match where I'm like, there's no way in hell Sammy Callahan is winning but the drama was built so well that the near falls had me believing. I was like, he's going to do it. Ah, shit, of course. And then you sort of hate yourself. He goes, of course he's not going to do it, Warren. But then kudos to them for making me believe, right? That's, that's the part. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a great main event. Kenny retains. And then Jay White shows up with the never open way title from New Japan. Jay White, current leader of Bullet Club, or at least, you know, he's the one where, he's the one who wears the mantle of uh, authority. Let's put it that way. He comes to the ring and just stands across uh, Kenny Omega, who was not only in Bullet Club, but a leader of Bullet, Bullet Club, but before Jay White was Bullet Club. When Omega was uh, when Omega was Bullet Club, uh, Jay White was in Chaos. Right? I was thrilled. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have our boy Jay White out there, and then in the meantime, I was watching. I was watching the Stadium Series show from Warrior Wrestling, which was a great show as well. By the way, I like. I was dual screen screening it, and I watched some some stuff as well, the next day, like, that was a good show, as well, and in the meantime, there's, they're showing advertisements on IWTV, Warrior is, they're showing advertisements for the Switchblade series, and they're using Jay White's logo, the, you know, the, and I'm like, what? And this was before Jay White was announced to show up on Impact, so I'm seeing Warrior Wrestling teasing, doing something with Jay White. And I'm like, nah, this can't be this can't be real. And then the main event happens. And at the end, Jay White shows up on Impact. And I'm like, my God. And it turns out Jay White is going to be at Warrior Wrestling in, in August. Doing indie dates. It's fantastic. And it just turns out that I'm going to probably be in the United States around that time. So I might be heading to Chicago to go see... To go see Jay White, you kidding me? It's fantastic. I love this stuff, and you know. So anyway, so the story here is that, uh, is that the 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 elite, the all the 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 good brothers, they they're surrounding um, Kenny Omega and they throw up the two sweet, and we don't get to see Jay White do the two sweet everything goes dark there was a post-match angle but look the thing here is that jay white is in north america he's forbidden dooring the shit out of the forbidden door and we still i'm i i'm going to catch up with impact when we're done here i want to find out what the hell is going on he's got the never title with him. wrestling is wrestling is exciting wrestling is absolutely exciting how can you not get behind all this this cross-pollination and then impact announced during that they did a teaser for bound for glory and they start flashing logos for impact AEW, new japan ring of honor and triple a so like impact is like this it's is like this ground zero for all this, this Forbidden Door stuff. Like, everything. It's so cool. What a great time to be a fan. And perfect, you know, with everything reopening. It's great stuff. Anyway. Um, uh, 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 um, Slammiversary. I thought it was a fine show. It was all right. Great main event. And... uh Great X-Division Championship, but per usual, right? I mean, (coughs) there wasn't Ring of Honor on the teaser? Are you sure? Didn't I see Ring of Honor? I could be mistaken, but I feel like I saw Ring of Honor. I couldn't, but look, they did that announcement. It's fantastic stuff. Vape, Vape, Ross Vape, good to see you. And welcome to the chat um <clears throat> money in the bank money in the bank 2021 also happened this uh this Sunday um a little of an an uneven show and um a little of an uneven show but oh, yeah. let's talk about it uh, but before I'm gonna read a super chat from Swiss roll Chris good to see you as well welcome to the channel. he says uh this is wrestling's brightest timeline yes yes you know steve from um going in raw he oh, did a yeah. he he took that shot of the um if you guys watch loki of course the uh of the timeline the sacred timeline branching off and he put it you know he he wrote nick gage cm punk daniel bryan and he just put that there and then but yeah, this this is this is a very pretty timeline that we're in right now. I think it's I think it's the best timeline. I agree. Thank you for the super chat, Chris. I appreciate it. Anakin JMT left us another super chat. Thank you very much once again, Anakin. He says somewhere Jerry Jarrett is weeping tears of joy at TNA finally hitting it big in wrestling, or maybe he's weeping tears of why was what did I do wrong? <laughs> why am I not around anymore? <laughs> Could be, could be a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, you know <laughs> uh, All he had to do, all he had to do was buy WCW I don't know why you know. <laughs> All right, Money in the Bank started off with the pre-show where the Usos defeated the Mysterios uh, To win the tag team championships This was, yeah, I, you, I I have standards when it comes to Usos matches, because I sincerely believe they're a fantastic, fantastic tag team. They're one of the best tag teams out there. Um, but um, this wasn't quite it. It didn't quite click for me. But I also feel that the right men won in kayfabe. However, you turn around and you're like, all right, well, Jimmy gets a DUI and, uh, you know, business as usual and more than business as usual, will give you a championship. I don't know what's going on with that company I don't know man Like there was a time There was a time Where WWE would like No we're sending you to We'll pay for rehab we'll do. But again I've talked about it And I'm, I've talked about it before And I don't want to hammer this too much Either but he, his, The first step is him deciding Whether he wants to get help or not That's up to him There's nothing else No one can force him into rehab But if everyone's enabling him to continue that this destructive behavior because it's destructive behavior whether he's an alcoholic or not again not my place to to say or to judge but he does have a problem just saying people are enabling him to continue that kind of that kind of behavior he's never going to change Then we had the women's Money in the Bank match, which it wasn't great. It really wasn't. Um, And as much as I'm, I'm torn on the finish, right? This is where I'm torn on the finish of this match. I'll tell you why. You have... ladder spots and ladder matches have become progressively stupid I find over the years where you know we had you know you all we all have the visual of someone climbing very slowly when they could just go doop, 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 but no they're waiting for the other guy to come in to do the spot thing right and then everyone's fighting on the ladders instead of just focusing so to see Nikki Cross Nikki Ash sort of like <clears throat> look at all the women fighting on the ladders just like broom, broom, broom. she's like you know what broom. i'm just gonna broom, broom, broom. gonna climb up and grab the briefcase and get the hell out of dodge i'm like this is great this is great that's exactly like i'm like this makes sense she's the smartest one of the she's the smartest one in the crew right but i'm like it's a little anticlimactic and it's a little, it's a little, uh, little anticlimactic, not going to lie. I don't know. But I don't think it was a good money in the bank match. I don't. Uh, AJ Styles and Omas uh, defeated the Viking Raiders to retain their tag team championships. Uh, my takeaway from this match here is how AJ Styles is over because AJ Styles was pushed to be a big deal. So people see him as a big deal. So when he comes to the ring, he's a big deal. Uh, the Viking Raiders and Omas have not. So when uh, the Viking Raiders and Omas hit the ring, the crowd was dead silent. They didn't care. That was my big takeaway. Like the, But once AJ Styles got in there, crowd came alive. When he wasn't in there, they were chanting for Styles. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Push people. Like actually give them pushes make not make them look like geeks they even took the time to remind us hey remember when remember when the viking raiders played putt-putt golf and uh through uh through axes with the uh, street profits wasn't that wacky And like no stop stop it was uh, well worked but no heat nothing to this match absolutely nothing and too long Want to say hello to Pratik Benhad. Banhad? Hope I pronounced that right. Banjad. I massacred your last name, didn't I, Pratik? Apologies, but welcome to the chat. Now, Kofi Kingston losing to Bobby Lashley in the way he did is exactly the thing you had to do, and I don't know how controversial a take this is because I don't. But I popped when this happened. And Kofi went at this smartly when he started off. He didn't rush in like he did against Brock, like he learned from that. Like, now I'm going to try a different approach. But Lashley, here's the thing. Lashley is, is built to be this unstoppable force. They call him the Almighty. He's supposed to be, he's, he's the champ. He's the top guy. So if he comes in and he crushes a former WWE champion on top of that, of course you're like, Jesus, this guy's unstoppable. He does three dominators on Kofi to put him away. And the crowd was behind it. They were rallying behind behind Kofi. It was like, this ruled. This ruled. And then the, the end game is Lashley completely demolishing him and walking away that's heat you get a pure baby face in the ring a guy that people absolutely adore and you have your monster unstoppable uh, world champion destroy him the audience turns on him. that's what you want by god man that's what you want Now, I chatted with people on the Discord about, about this, you know, and the main complaint that I get is like, well, why why did he, he lost to Kofi a couple of weeks ago and so on and so forth, and why all of a sudden, what, what are the matches leading up to this, what does it matter, what does it matter indeed? But this is the question that we have about WWE's weekly programming on a regular basis technically the pay-per-view matches are your big time things this is where this is where it matters this is where we complain when we get fuck finishes when we get uh when when we get outside interference that makes no sense when we look at this show belongs on a raw you know this was a was scheduled to be a wwe championship match on a pay-per-view where the wwe champion just completely obliterated his opposition and that friends and and, and 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 well-wishers and lovers. This is how you book a strong guy. And I am going to die on this hill. Bobby Lashley is the only guy since 2020 to have been expertly booked by WWE still to this day. From the moment that he started Pairing with MVP through the, uh, the hurt business, through his U.S. Championship run, through winning the title off of um, off of uh, uh, off of Miz, and eventually then Drew McIntyre and hanging on to it, he has been booked like an unstoppable champion, like a guy who looks the part and acts the part. And then they come into this pay-per-view and they do exactly what you need. And on top of that, he's a heel. Who's going to be like, I love Bobby Lashley. People who don't like the New Day, sure. But Kofi, babyface, people were chanting for him. They wanted him to mount his big comeback. Christ, Kofi didn't even get a hope spot. But people wanted it. This was great. Now, the cynical part of me says, "Oh well, they only did this because they're because of the SummerSlam match with Goldberg." Sure, but Bobby Lashley still looks like a million bucks, and it makes sense. Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley to become the Raw Women's Champion again. Um, we want Becky Chance throughout this match, and who doesn't want Becky at this point? Um this match turn began with a crowd that was not interested. They were dead to begin with. And it started little slow, little build, you know. But by the end I they drew they being Charlotte and Rhea drew me into this match. I got interested. I bought what was going on. They got me and they got the audience as well. They got an audience which was completely uninterested who were chanting for Becky Lynch and by the end, they they were up on their feet. They were chanting for Rhea and there was a lot of good stuff. It was brutal at some point here. Not saying this is the greatest match of all time, but Charlotte and Rhea have something. They have chemistry. They work well together. Never have Rhea and Asuka fight ever again. Charlotte and Rhea... There's something there. The the, the takeaway from this match, whether you're like, oh, Charlotte Flair wins again, that's a whole, that's an entirely correct debate to have. But I think the takeaway from this match here is that two wrestlers won a crowd over by their wrestling skill, by putting on a wrestling match that compelled the audience into believing in it. Because they didn't that start. From the get go, they didn't. Men's Money in the Bank was a was a fun one. I thought Big E, of course, winning uh, the briefcase here. I thought this was great. There's a pattern. I, there's a pattern in in Money in the Bank matches where you put too many. Where there's a lot of people in there. Where you have eight people. I think eight people is too much for Money in the Bank. I think six is a good number. I think even an odd number is pretty fun. Uh there was that year where they did 10 people at a WrestleMania, I think. That was just all over the place. You don't get to you don't have time to care about people. And then what what do they do? They being WWE, whoever produces the match, well, they managed to get one guy taken out. You know, one year it's Sin Cara. this year it's Drew McIntyre. Gets taken out by Jinder Mahal and his dopes and he uh, he gets dragged off I thought he was kidnapped. He show up the next night on Raw. I thought they had kidnapped him. I thought they tied him up. Why'd they drag him away? I don't understand. Ricochet did some beautiful spots here. Uh, Kevin Owens with the death spot. Of course, it's Kevin Owens who's going to risk his entire body. I'm so sick of the water. The water pistols, the, the drip, drip sticks, whatever they're called. I'm so sick of those. Nakamura gets sprayed. By Morrison and that knocks Nakamura out of the uh, out of the show for the uh, for the rest of the match. I, I'm like, what? Why is every why is everyone in WWE? Why why are they? Uh, uh, why why do they fall victim to water so easily? I don't understand it. But good for Big E, and I hope they do something. I hope they do something really really exciting. I really do. And then the main event was uh, Roman Reigns retaining his uh, Universal Championship against Edge. I didn't like this match. I really don't. I understand the type of match that they were going for. It was pacing and, and, and the lead leading into the end. I know what they were going for. But this type of match only works if you have some emotional investment in these wrestlers. And I think the odd man out here is Edge. My emotional investment here was nothing. I was like, uh, Roman Reigns beat this guy a couple of months ago, stacked him on top of another guy to beat him. Doesn't mean, I was like, I don't care about this match. I really don't. So what they were trying to do here, I understand what they were trying to do, but it didn't work because I think they, Overestimated how emotionally involved people are in these matches. I think WWE over, I think WWE sees a, an entrance pop as, oh, people are interested in our wrestler. They really like him. But there's a difference between popping for an entrance and really being involved in a wrestler themselves, themselves, themselves. Anyway. Uh, there were shenanigans the Usos the Mysterios Seth Rollins shows up and he brawls look Roman retains he grabs a microphone at the end and I'm like oh he's cutting a promo Cena's showing up who shows up Cena shows up <laughs> and the place explodes now this this is a this is a a a a recent example Of what a pop in wrestling is. A big pop. You know when people say. Oh the big pop that uh, Seth Rollins got. That. When John Cena. Showed up on that stage. That. Is a big pop. And it should be your go-to. Whenever you're arguing with someone who says. They got the big pop. What a big pop. Was it really a big pop? Because what John Cena got was ridiculous. That, honestly, up there with the Stone Cold Steve Austin reactions, that was remarkable. That was like the Hardys coming back to WWE kind of pop. That's the kind of thing that gives... Everyone else on the card nightmares because they're like, and I thought I was getting big reactions, you know. Oh, yeah, John Cena's back. It's big. It's a big deal, and and I and I understand why WWE decided to bring him back as well. Right? Makes sense. Why wouldn't it make sense to bring to bring him back? Live crowds are back. You want to do some crowd pleasing things and then on top of that you want to make sure people actually buy tickets to SummerSlam right get John Cena in here now is is that a is that a testament to WWE's inability to build current stars that are as big as their old stars sure John Cena is not coming back to wrestling this is a band-aid per usual right this is what WWE does when it used to bring back The Undertaker when it does Legends Night when it does all that kind of shit those are break glass in case of emergency situations why do you think that right now they're talking about booking The Rock for Wrestlemania next year well they have to because of The Rock's schedule right but they're doing it because because they don't have anyone that big They don't. And whose fault is that? Creative, Vince, Bruce, Kevin Dunn, whoever you want to put the blame on. Don't know how to make stars this big anymore. They just don't. They really don't. Cyclops is better than Wolverine left us a super chat. Thank you very much and good to see you and welcome to the chat as well. He says Edge had no title claim. He lost and cried about it. Exactly. See, how do you, how do you get behind that? It's the most frustrating thing. Like that. That's that's really the most annoying thing. Is that creative in WWE will be like, okay, we're moving this guy whoop out of the title picture whoop now we're putting in this guy without any rhyme or reason. It's just like whoop whoop. They're just switching people around. Um let's see here. By the way, thank you everyone for being here, the lively crowd tonight. I'm having a good time. Hope you guys are having a good time. I'm in, and thank you for being here. If you haven't already liked the video, share it out into the universe. Why don't we get more people in here? Just just you know, just throwing it out there. Um So, on Monday night Raw this week, it was uh, it was announced that uh, NXT champion Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, excuse me, I'm still I I'm, I I I I'm still a little old school when it comes to the uh, to the killer thing. Um, it was announced that uh, he was going to uh, debut the NXT champion Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw. He had shown up on main event a couple of weeks ago. Probably doing some screen tests. What, whatever the fuck. And he shows up. No reaction. There's no Scarlet's so or they're not doing the whole entrance. He comes in. His opponent, Jeff Hardy, who comes out to no more words. Big reaction from the crowd. Jeff is beaming. He's so happy. Like he's legitimately happy. And he comes to the ring and he beats Carrion Cross, uh, pinning his shoulders, putting his legs uh, up on the second rope. Beats beats your your NXT champion one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. <laughs> now, let's let's break this down a little bit. Jeff Hardy defeating K- Karrion Cross on the first Raw with a full cr- with a full audience back was absolutely the right call. Uh, let me rephrase that. Jeff Hardy coming out to win a match on the first Monday Night Raw in front of a full capacity audience back was the right call. Having him win the right call having him run against Karrion Cross. That's that's another discussion, which we're gonna have right now. Because <laughs> Jeff Winnie, he's the baby face, and you can still see in the reaction, people love the guy. So why just of course you want him to go over? You don't want the opposite to happen. So why specifically book Karrion Cross, who's making his debut and who is your third brand's champion, to lose like under four minutes to Jeff Hardy? Now you can continue. You could. You could absolutely one hundred percent say, "Hey, you know, well, Jeff Hardy is uh, he's a vet. Uh, he's a legend. He should be beating guys." And I agree. I agree with everything you just said. So my question still remains is why book a champion? You could have literally put anyone else in that match than Karrion Cross. You could have put anyone and you would have got the same result. And we wouldn't be here sitting around going, what a shit decision. What the fuck is going on with NXT. Because this this opens up a whole other uh, this opens up a whole other uh, 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 can worms. There you go, Joe. Good to see you, Joe Poulain. Welcome to the chat. So Cross is a guy who in NXT is super protected. If you shall recall, at the last pay per view, he defeated all of his contenders. Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Santos Escobar, Owen Lorkin, they all lost, Kyle O'Reilly, all lost to Killer Cross. All Not all at TakeOver, but you know, that. what I'm saying is that he beat all the guys, these are all top guys in NXT. These are all guys that you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, okay. The pissed decision is to have this happen at the expense of your of your NXT champion that's making his debut on Raw. This literally, like I said, could have been absolutely anyone. And then people in WWE will, will and, and defenders will then come and say, but but wins and losses don't matter. But they do. And then you have Pete Rosenberg. My God, going on Twitter and stating exactly that. Wins and losses don't matter. It's all about the stories. The stories. The stories. Because any other television show or movie or even a fucking stand-up comedian who knows who's worth his weight or her weight will be able to tell more compelling stories than what WWE does. Wins and losses always should matter in a pro wrestling match because otherwise, why are you watching? Why are you watching wrestling? For the story, the story is always about who's going to win in the end, who's going to lose in the end. That's always what it's about. That's why wins and losses matter, people. But for some reason i have people telling me oh but sometimes a loss will help propel a story so it's not always about winning but it's about yes you just said it yourself sometimes the loss will help propel a story so wins and losses are 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 what matters that's your story they help propel stories my point is that stories are at the service of win-loss records it's not the other way around and it's especially it doesn't exist if you're like wins and losses never matter one of the reasons that the Alexa Bliss stuff is so mystifying is because there is no rhyme or reason as to why are these people fighting where's the and what what's the significance of a W or an L here because none of it matters everything seems to be above it even in the, even in the, the, the old school stories where you'd have like, uh, uh where you'd have a guy, you know, the, oh, he he stole my jacket. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to you and I'm gonna get my jacket. I'm gonna meet you in the ring. And when I beat you, I'm gonna take my jacket back. When I beat you, I'll get my jacket back. But the win and the loss matters. I don't know why it's so hard for people to wrap their mind around it there is no wrestling story if you don't get a a, an ending a conclusion in a match where something matters because the wins and losses are at the base of everything character work angles stories they all serve to create excitement an emotional investment in a match or a show or a card, whatever. But let's say a match. Let's keep it simple for this, for the purpose of this example. They all serve the match and the match has an outcome which is a W or an L and that's what your story should always lead to. If it leads to anything else, you're doing it wrong and you're over... You're overthinking it. <laughs> it's so simple. And the people who 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 come into my mentions on Twitter and try to defend the stories, they always expose themselves because it's always it's like this wins and losses don't matter because uh because you know in the story, you know sometimes a win can be good for can be bad for someone too. I'm like you just said. It. You're there. You go. Even in your example, you're saying the W has a purpose because wins and losses don't. Because wins and losses matter. There's no other way to put it. Gary and Cross comes out. He loses. He looks like he looks like a goof. He goes back to NXT. We get a report. <coughs> we get a report that they had to. That they had to reshoot a thing because uh because the the audience was chanting for jeff hardy i'm like of course they are because jeff hardy the beloved babyface, pinned the guy who is a heel so he goes on to another show the people watch the other show and they're like hardy hard because they like jeff hardy you're the heel and they want to stick it to you it's just that Ooh, simple. Yeah. It's like it's the basic reaction. But then WWE decide to reshoot it because, oh, we can't have the Hardy reactions. Aren't they glad? They're so happy that live crowds are back. They're back to editing out the, 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 the crowds whenever they can. They're sweetening the sound whenever they can, lowering the volume at the booze. It's ridiculous. I... I they spend months telling us we're excited to have you back. They do video packages saying we're excited to have you back, audience. And what do they do? They edit you out when you start when you start going off script, naughty audience. No, 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 no. My God, we were so such better, much better served when when all we had to do was push the heat button, right, Bruce? That gorilla—it was a big pop, big pop. Doesn't even reward your audience. They don't reward their audience for paying attention to the fucking product. The NXT crowd watched Raw the night before. They're coming in to watch the show the next night. Live. And they're like, no, we, oh, no. We can't put this in. And they're paying attention. They're doing what you sh- what you should want your audience to do, but you're not rewarding them. They're- you're punishing them for doing it. And you're punishing them for doing exactly what a wrestling audience should do, which is chant the babyface's name to the heel. And if you didn't want that overlap, that crossover, you shouldn't have booked it in the first place, you dummies you absolute dummies it's mind-boggling Anakin JMT left us a super chat thank you very much says, look at look how previous NXT champions were treated yeah when they Kevin Owens right uh, fucking pins John Cena uh, Adam Cole at Survivor Series has one of the best matches up on main that it's it's just fantastic stuff, and Killer Cross comes up and is, and then the report's like, "Oh, Vince is Vince is uh, Vince is, uh, 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 trying to, uh, trying to, to, to uh, send a message that NXT is still developmental." It's like, send a message. Is that why they trot out Keith Lee in front of his hometown crowd and they have him lose? Is that why? Cause Vince Flexen needs to teach a lesson to these kids? How is that even how is that even in the case of Keith Lee, why wouldn't you give the hometown crowd a win? Let, let them have a good feel-good moment. Pump them up for the next match. Get them excited. Send them home happy. Whatever. No, 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 no. We got to get good heat here. It's bananas. I don't understand it. Fucking right now, there's... And I'm not going to take credit for this. I'm going to give credit again to, to, to Joe Lanza over at Voices of Wrestling. But again, he, he has the perfect take. There's more synergy between New Japan, AEW, and Impact Wrestling than there is between WWE and NXT. And they're the same fucking company. And I'm not talking about Goldberg. I'm not. I'm not talking about Goldberg. You guys know how I feel about it. You know, I'm I'm retreading the same water over and over again. And we have much more interesting things to talk about than Bill Goldberg hitting the ring, laughing in Bobby Lashley's face, looking like he's a guy who's about to say, get off my lawn. The, the match is going to be a disaster at SummerSlam. But you know what the thing here is? And I'm not going to talk about Goldberg. I'm going to talk about Vince McMahon here. And I want to say hi to Pluggo before I forget. How you doing, Pluggo? Welcome to the chat. And Joseph Morin, good to see you. Goldberg, Vince, 76-year-old Vince, looks at, 54-year-old Bill Goldberg, looks at his physique and is like, he's a mark. We know Vince is a body mark. He's a... So he looks at Goldberg in his 50s, looking the way he does, and he says, God damn, pal. And he puts him on the show. That's why. That's why he signs the contract with him. Because he's a mark for that kind of for that kind of physique on an old guy. Because he's an old guy too. And he's like, look us on us, old guys. We're showing these young guys. Whatever. Like, whatever poison goes on in his brain. And he's like, we're gonna trickle this down onto my show. It's not a report, it's speculation this again i'll look I'll, i'll say this i'll say this time and time again okay time and time again bill goldberg bill goldberg will always be a draw he comes he at his age his physique looks fantastic he looks he's going to be ready physically ready for his match at SummerSlam. But I'll be goddamned if if he's anything else but an attraction. That's all he is. All he is. There's so much more I could be talking about WWE, but we're already 90 minutes into this. AEW Dynamite. I thought was an okay show. I thought it was an okay show. But here's the thing. It's like, I think I'm realizing just how starved I was for the sound of a live crowd being back. Because I think Dynamite was bookended with some good to great matches and fantastic angles. I thought everything in between was uh, it was you know fine overall it was all right, but the crowd. I think it's the crowd that's making these shows feel special. It's the crowd that's showing us who we need to cheer for and who 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 are the people. That we should be getting behind. It's good shit. Don't get me wrong. And and it it legitimately enhanced my enjoyment of the show. Because there's stuff here that I'm like, this is all right, but the crowd reactions and the angles that they were that they were running. Let's start. I'm not going to go through everything, but I do want to talk about. Lance Archer versus John Moxley because that, that fucking ruled. Amazing. They go straight at it. Immediately. Archer comes to, first of all, I'm going to say it again. All of you weirdos who said that wild thing was a bad entrance theme. I hope Week after week, the audience keeps proving you wrong. Lance Archer hits the ring with, he's bringing two kendo sticks. He's ready to go. He hits the ring. Moxley's all over him before the bell rings. God, I love that. I love it. It's, that's what it's supposed to be. It's a fight. It's a no disqualifications match. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Get a centon cannonball off the apron. Kendo stick fight. They, They fight into the audience. Paradigm shift on the exposed on the exposed floor because Moxley's just not Moxley, but Archer's tearing up the the padding on the floor. We get forks. Archer gets pilmanized. Mox gets choke slammed on upright chairs. You know, back to back. Barbed wire planks on top of tables. And it's Archer who choke slams Mox off the apron through the tables. Mox is in the barbed wire. Lance Archer is your new IWGP United States heavyweight champion. This match ruled on an on a North American wrestling program, AW, a new Japan title was defended. We've seen it before, but also changed hands. In Lance Archer's home, in front of his home crowd, people went berserk and why wouldn't you do that more often why would you not do that when you see the type of reaction it creates your your product looks hot then it's like oh this and then it makes archer look important archer's like then it's like no one looks at this and says wow lance archer so so no everyone's hype there's so many reasons why I love this because of the connection to all the way back in fucking 2000 uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, what, almost two years ago at this point where, uh, where they had their first Texas deathmatch match, deathmatch match, deathmatch, match. Death match? <laughs> where Jon Moxley won the US title off of Lance Archer in Tokyo. And they bring it back here. They cycle a full year. And who's the guy who takes it back Lance Archer? He gets his win back over over Moxley. It's 50-50 booking, Warren. Fuck you, 50-50 booking. John Moxley in 2021 has now lost 3 times to 3 different people, only 3 times. He's lost to John, uh, to Kenny Omega, to Josh Barnett, the Blood Sport event, and now Lance Archer. That's not 50-50 booking. That is Lance Archer Getting a win over a super protected guy. That is different. That's not, guys change. And you know what? If they want to, this is a story that they can go back to at any moment. I, I've, I've talked about this before. I love the idea of a wrestler having another wrestler's number, you know, or having like this, this back and forth, whatever you want to, like that's one of the reasons I enjoyed the Charlotte and, and Sasha stuff so much when they were passing the title back and forth between them because I'm like oh, this is cool it's like they're both equals if they want to come back in years with this in in another 18 months and Mox is like hey Lance let's do it again and and then Moxley wins it's like boop 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 like it continues to escalate then if you run it every week people get bored if you run it every four months people get bored If you do it this way, it's great. This is Lance Archer. Lance Archer, legit. This was the biggest moment of his career. Legitimately. This is a guy five years ago had surgery on his back and technically should never have returned, but he had the surgery. He rehab to come back. Head on over. He headed to New Japan. Teamed up into into Suzuki Gun World uh, World Tag League with Minoru. Had killer uh, killer Death Squad with uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Then DBS is like now I'm done. I'm going. Uh, I'm done with New Japan. This was all part. All of, and then and then Lance Archer comes back as a singles guy and has that fantastic match against Will Ospreay at the opening of the G1 where he fucking beats Will Ospreay when, when the G1 opened in North America and in, and in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. I, that I might, I, I can't quite remember the location. But I remember all that stuff. It was a great match. And that was the moment where Lance Archer's career resurged that's where it started again and then and now we're we and and now we're almost two years later after winning the title and he's back in front of his home crowd in front of, winning against uber protected megastar john moxley winning a match in front of his home crowd And gains back a title that he lost to that guy. How is that not the biggest moment of that guy's career? Right there. Makes it special. Makes it spe- and he and you know what? He goes back and he hugs Tony Khan or whoever booked the match. And he's like, This is a special moment for me. Thank you, boss. So, on top of that, you add a little loyalty, right? Tony Khan is like a he does this, and Lance Archer feels this much more a little appreciative of working for AEW, right? Right? Keep the morale up. Make your people happy. Not just the people in the audience. It's important that your paying customers be happy, sure. But your guys and gals working, you gotta keep those people happy too. And it's, it's why this is what's wild to me. It's wild that I'm sitting here breaking this down while it sounds so obvious but we're in a a period of wrestling where for for the past two decades this type of obvious type of booking where it's like this seems to be the sensible decision has always been countered by some galaxy-brained idea that's overthinking wrestling booking And we're like, no, 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 we, uh, the better story here is for Moxley, uh, to use, uh, to put, uh, Lance out with four paradigm shifts. That way, that way Lance still looks strong and Moxley. Sometimes wrestling, wrestling booking is not rocket science. I'm not saying it's easy because there are lots of components that go into it but sometimes sometimes the most obvious outcome isn't necessarily the isn't necessarily the one that you should not go with and the thing here and i i was watching this match and i was looking at the match and i was like at some point i'm realizing I'm like lance archer's fighting from beneath and i was watching with Kristen, and Kristen was like john looks like the heel here i'm like for sure lance archer's fighting from beneath they're giving him hope spots and i'm like christ archer's gonna do it isn't he it was brilliantly booked moxley dominated this match and he was the asshole he pulled out the fork he was he was the jerk in the match it was such a great main event Great main event. Hikaleo at the end from the Bullet Club. Son of Meng. <laughs> Brothers with Tama Tonga and Tongaloa was in the audience to challenge the winner. It's good stuff. Hey, William Davis, good to see you. Hikaleo's a tall guy. Like, I, I knew he was a tall guy, right? I've seen him. New Japan Strong. He's a tall dude, right? But you know, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of junior heavyweights in New Japan Strong as well. So when you see Hikaleo with you know some of the smaller guys, you're like, well, the smaller guys. But Lance Archer is a beast. He's a tall dude too, and they're nose to nose, and you're like, Jesus, Hikaleo's bigger than the guy. And Hikaleo's gonna have. His big match. His big moment. It's good stuff. Sometimes pro wrestling ain't hard, guys. It really isn't. The other big match on the card was uh, Britt Baker. Successfully defending the AEW World Women's Championship against uh, Nyla Rose. Um, I'm going to tell you, I thought this match was extreme. it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't call it good. I think it was fine. I think they worked hard. I think there was a compelling story that surrounded it all to make it worthwhile to get people invested. I thought the there were some, you know. And the proof of that was were were the near falls, right? The the towards the end. I thought that was proof of that. But um I didn't think this was. I didn't think this was Nyla's best outing. She's had much better matches than this. I don't think this was Britt's shining hour, shining hour either. Um, I'm glad that this is out of the way because I wasn't really into the feud either. And now that Thunder Rosa is officially signed, <laughs> officially, um, this has to be worth they move to, right? For all out, they have to go with. Rosa Britt too. Right? They have to. And we're going to get a much more superior match out of Britt Baker here than with Nyla. And I think that's the... Ma- I think that's your... Right now in AEW, that's the only money match for the women's division right now. It, it's the only one. They don't have anyone else ready. They really don't. I, Chris Statlander, not yet. Not yet. And... And the... You know, I'd even go as far as to say that my, my my concern that I have at this point, as as Great Brit is, is she, you know she's a heel, but she's getting the cheers like she's literally in Adam Cole's wheelhouse, you know, and so if she goes to fight someone like Chris Statlander, who is an absolute babyface, like I think you need a you need a a, a good separation. You you need a proper separation between the two here. Between Heel and Babyface. And I think this is something that we might be able to reach with Thunder Rosa. Because Thunder Rosa is super over as well. I think if Brit just continues being a nasty... She has to do something absolutely deplorable to Thunder Rosa to drive this home. Because I think she was a little too cute with Nyla. I really think she was a little too cute with Nyla Rose. But if she drives home the heel stuff with Rosa, then we can eventually move on to Statlander. But it's a situation that is going to work if Statlander is playing opposite a despicable heel, which I'm convinced that Britt Baker is able to do. She's done it. It's just she's so good at it. People love her for it. That's the deal we're in right now. But uh, yeah, this that match wasn't it. We had Darby Allen versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, chat, let me know over under how many weeks before, uh, how many weeks before AEW signs Wheeler Yuta. Over under three weeks. Wheeler Yuta, who has been on dynamite over the past two weeks who's been associated with one of the hottest acts in the company being the best friends orange cassidy um i think uh i think our boy wheeler here is on the he's on the cusp of uh he's on the cusp of uh of being signed they clearly love him and he's a great wrestler it's not often that i pop at an octopus hold but he just slid one on darby that looked effortless and he looked like he was floating it was amazing yeah they 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 they're not gonna they're not gonna sit on on Wheeler Utah but if, the story of course of this match is the confrontation between orange cassidy and sting on the outside it's like <laughs> where where they they, they come face to face Orange Cassidy does this, right? The the pockets thing. And then he gives Sting a shin kick. Sting unimpressed gives his own Orange Cassidy like shin kick and they trade the shin kicks to a massive reaction from the crowd. And then they do the 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 you know the low kick where they both connect to just a great reaction from the crowd and then Sting does his chest pumping thing but you know, effortless. You know, without any energy to it, like Orange Cassidy would do it. Big pop from your boy. Oh, I gotta lie. That fun. The 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 cherry on top was Darby Allen, who was in the ring, who had just like regained his senses or whatever, and he 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 leans over the top rope and he's looking at Cassidy and Sting doing this. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, literally, it looked like, dad, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) I love that shit. I thought it was great. It works because it's, because two guys that are super over in the company. Why wouldn't you do that? Fun little moment for the audience. I love it. And you gotta do things like that for your audience. You're doing a live show. Did What I've realized with the return of live crowds is that AEW still puts on a live puts on a live show for a crowd that will also be on television, whereas WWE is basically shooting a television show in front of a live studio audience. I think you get the difference, right? Like taping a sitcom, you know, the sitcom will keep going whether the audience reacts or not. They'll keep you know, they'll keep doing it, right? But AEW actually incorporates the live crowd as an element of the show, which is what we've all been saying since crowds have been gone, right? it i thought it was fun and then we had the first of jericho's labors which was sean spears the chairman i saw a tweet today that made me laugh someone should tell sean spears that a chair is not a personality <laughs> come on it's a good one i laugh. The stipulation here was that uh, you couldn't use... uh, Sean Spears could use chairs. Uh, Jericho could not. Uh, Jericho managed to win nonetheless, despite shenanigans with Tully Blanchard. Sammy Guevara ran in to get rid of Tully. Jericho kicked out of the C4, which is notable. Uh, Judas Effect puts him away. MJF comes out and says... Your labors are not done. Next week, you are going to be facing a man who has who has stabbed a man in the jugular. A man who has robbed the bank. And I'm like, no, I'm not engaged. And as I'm saying that, he's like, Nick Gage. Nick Gage comes out. Big reaction. I think Jericho's doomed. <laughs> Jericho, nice rest in peace, Jericho. I this. I think I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, right? I was like, AEW is going to have um, J- uh, AEW is going to bring Nick Gage on at some point because Nick Gage is. He's very popular Ooh, right now. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's on an uptick with the uh, with the uh, with the documentary, you know, all that stuff. Huge pop. It's fantastic stuff. And again, proof that AEW fans are a little more connected to what's happening in you know the outside world of wrestling as opposed to WWE fans who have been conditioned to being in a bubble. I'm not necessarily blaming them that's what happens when you're conditioned into a certain thing to believe that there's nothing that happens outside of your bubble that it's not that that's not a crack Nick Gage is going to be on AEW next week and he's going to bring pizza cutters and it's a no disqualifications match it's going to be awful and that rules Jericho's coming back as the pain maker and I I mean that's the least frightening thing like like the pain Maker thing was always a little corny. I never and I'm like, look, Nick Gage is the real deal, and the painkiller thing is it's a little, it's a little dopey, you know. Well, we'll see what happens next week. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm excited to see what the what they're gonna do moving on with these labors because what I was fully expecting legitimately was okay, Jericho's gonna go through the pinnacle guys, right? That's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, he's going to fight Wardlow in a strap match. And, oh, okay, they're... AEW is mixing this up. We're getting... This is really interesting. I thought that was... Now I'm super excited to see how these labors of Jericho are going to go. Because they're bringing Nick Gage in next week. And good for him. Good for the guy He did. He deserves this kind of attention. He deserves that kind of payday. I don't know. I I would suspect that it's going to be a one shot deal. That would be my that would be my suspicion. Do you think? Do you think the people? Do you think the 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 TNT executives were like they mis they misheard when Tony Khan told them we're having the engagement? Oh, oh, Academy Award winner. That's wow. And he's gonna wrestle. That's gonna make that's gonna do big numbers. I'm pretty sure they didn't show any tape of Nick Gage to the TNT executives. <laughs> it's gonna be a big um, dynamite next week. I'm excited. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, love Jericho dusting out old gimmicks for labors. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, you know, if if his labor's also look, here's, here's something that we could think about. What if the what if, because he's hinted at this. If he can't beat MJF, then maybe he shouldn't be wrestling anymore. Maybe that what this is a signal for his retirement. Because if I'm booking an AEW, there's no fucking way Chris Jericho is beating MJF at all out. MJF has to be the winner, right? He has to be the guy. So what if through these labors, Chris Jericho sort of relives his old personas, old gimmicks, you know, the scarf, Silent Jericho, Y2J with the ponytail. What if he just brings up, you know, the the, the blinking jacket? What if he brings back just these elements? And what we're actually looking at is a Chris Jericho farewell tour, but we just don't know it especially if they start bringing in guys from the outside that he works with that he sort of gives a bit of a rub before he leaves not implausible if you ask me a couple of minutes a couple of minutes okay look i just, i want to talk about new japan real real quick before before we wrap this up uh, because there's stuff happening in New Japan. Um, Kota was, uh, was pulled from more New Japan shows. He's suffering from pneumonia, aspiration pneumonia. Uh, he will miss the next three New Japan shows. Uh, the, um, the New Japan website, uh, reported that in order for him to make a full in-ring recovery, he'll miss the 22nd, 23rd, and 24 shows. Uh, and, uh. They uh, there will be a final decision that will be made in regards to his appearance at Wrestle Grand Slam against um, uh, where he's supposed to face our, our boy Shingo Tagaki for the world title. Uh, just snake bitten is New Japan these days, but man, I I felt something was up with Kota Ibushi. There was something wrong. Because he had missed shows before that. They said, Oh, because of the vaccine and I was like, nah, something's up. There's something, he's there's something not not great happening right now. So um, so it sucks, but I hope he gets I hope he gets better. Pneumonia is no laughing matter. It's treatable, but it can also be quite, quite, quite serious. Uh, the important thing is that he he uh, he stays on top of things. In the meantime, you know. Shingo's gonna go keep keep on his tour of uh beating the shit out of the uh the lower card. <laughs> Just it's weird. But Hiromu Takahashi in some good news, because we we're allowed some good news when it comes to uh uh when it comes to, to New Japan as well. Hiroshi Tana, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, excuse me. Uh, has uh, has been cleared to return for in-ring action. Hiromu himself tweeted today that a doctor had cleared him, and he's ready to return to the ring uh, after being sidelined with a um, torn pectoral muscle. Uh, fantastic news! I think the I think the junior division needs him desperately, and of course, with all these forbidden doors opened up it just adds on to the magnificence of it all um and the uh final matches heading into the uh, uh Wrestle Grand Slam show that happens this weekend are, are occurring they're taking place uh but just a quick preview of Wrestle Wrestle Grand Slam um before we we sign off here where the the show is happening of course uh this weekend uh July 25th. Um, we, we are going to have, um, we're going to have a New Japan Rambo. It's going to come back, uh, for the, uh, and it's going to be for the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. Um, the, the gimmick here is that handcuffs are, uh, uh, are allowed. That's what the people voted on. Man, I don't know how, I mean... I thought the King of Pro Wrestling thing was cute at first. Now it it, it kind of grinds me, and I think it's kind of cringe, and and it sucks because it's Yano. Yano's like the guy carrying this carrying this load, and it's a load, is what it is. Anyway, uh, the um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles are going to be on the line as uh, Rocky Romero and uh, Taguchi are going to be facing the champions. Taiji Shimori and El Fantasmo of Bullet Club. This is a fresh match. What can you... I got nothing to say. Uh, Interesting. It's a fresh match. Good to see Taguchi back in the swing of things too. Uh, The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship will also be on the line as El Desperado is going to defend against Robbie Eagles. Um, Again, you know, I sort of question Robbie Eagles coming in out of nowhere to challenge uh to challenge El Desperado you know on on screen and like there's practically there's no build here but fresh match uh and the the junior division right now is depleted so I, I I'm all for the, this this should actually rock I think this will be very very good it should be good and it's not the main events and they're not gonna go 35 minutes for a fucking junior match Um, Jeff Cobb is going to take on Kazuchika Okada. Exciting. That should be a blast. You know, if we get Okada in a good beat, in a good move, good mood, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to get the uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, the champions defending against the Dangerous Tickers in a rematch from when they lost the titles. Just like, 10 days ago I couldn't I couldn't care less about this not gonna lie but you guys know how I feel about the tag divisions in New Japan and the main event fingers crossed Shingo versus Kota Ibushi I mean this this is a match that should have happened a month ago month 90 days ago not, 60 days ago or something but Kota's been Has been issues will it happen like this is this is like they're stringing us around along for this one. Ibushi's going to try and get his title back. Uh Shingo's not going to let that happen. That's my prediction. I there's no way in hell Shingo's dropping it so soon. I honestly I think Shingo hangs on to it until Osprey comes back. They got to continue that. They got to they got to circle back to Shingo and Osprey, which is a fantastic feud with great history. Shingo drops it to Osprey. Shingo eventually comes back to get it from Osprey, which is what should have happened in the first place, but life happens. Life happens. Just like the end of the weekly wrestling inspection happened. Well, this was a fantastic show. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of great stuff to talk about this week when wrestling is exciting. It's so much fun to talk about. It really, really is. And I'm glad you guys stuck around to chat with me to the very bitter end. Hey, if you're still here and you haven't given the video a thumbs up, please do. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight, for participating in the chat. Thank you everyone who uh, donated a Super Chat as well. Super appreciative. If you're not already a member, consider becoming a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes because in a few minutes, we're going to go talk more about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan between us members you come in we chat it's super interactive we take discord calls it's a good time but it's also a good time having you uh, hang around here on your Thursday evenings I'm always humbled and always appreciative of everyone who shows up and takes their time takes time out of their day to come and just listen to me ramble I really appreciate it on that note hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening thank you very much for being here and we'll see you